Hello, everyone, and welcome to SS Mediacom Connected Podcast. This is the place where we discuss people, ideas, marketing, technology, and anything else that feels right. I am Sasha Wusu, Senior Associate Director here at SS Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Essence Mediacom X. Our guest joining us today is Kristen Goa. How are you, Kristen? I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, very good to have you here. Kristen is Global President here at Essence Mediacom. In 2022, Kristen established Mediacom's dedicated business-to-business practice, building a team that provides end-to-end scaled marketing solutions to a new generation of marketers, leveraging strategic expertise, audience and customer marketing, data orchestration, and advanced analytics with an in-depth understanding of each client's business needs. As a member of the global and US Expo teams, Kristen collaborates with leaders across the globe to drive revenue and client acquisition. Um, Kristen, very good to have you here. Welcome. We're at the beginning of 2023 here. Um, How was 2022 for you, not only on a personal level, but also within work? Um, 2022. Goodness, I actually have to think back now, right? So, you know, 2022, I think, was a, a, a year of change. I think, you know, adding adding my years together somehow, but I moved out of leading Dell into a global client president role uh, across not just B2B, but consumer as well. And then through the process of that year, started realizing, um, you know, how important B2B is, the momentum behind B2B, and then pivoted into establishing that B2B practice towards the end of last year. And you know, we had a we had our kind of kickoff global summit last week with people from around the world coming to New York to sort of, you know, plan and roadmap our future. And Nick Nick did a, a quick piece. And he said, you know, Kristen's been talking about this B2B thing for, for two years. And I, and, I, and I finally kind of understood how important it is. So I think that's what 22 was. A, the, the, the kind of effort to understand for myself the potential of B2B, to socialize that internally and to get it off the ground. And now that we're actually in the operating model to, to make it real, that's what 2023 will be. That's super exciting. And um, as someone who started a new job herself uh, recently, I am with you. It's it's the the opportunities are really exciting. But in a sense, all of us in EM are starting new jobs. Right. And it's a new new agency startup. So it's very much spring, I think, is in the air. Um, But it's obviously also a. I was going to say, 2022 was also the year that I lost my first child to university. <laughs> oh, gosh. And first, first bit of empty nesting. Exactly. You know, again, uh, just putting my experience in there, they haven't actually gone yet. They'll be, they'll be in and out. <laughs> yeah. They'll just be, I mean, there's just a, the, the way that they treat you is different, as in, you know, increasingly it felt to me like um, we were like well-behaved flatmates yeah. as opposed to uh, having any parental ex- experience to uh, influence to exert. Um, so it's been a, a year of, of change it's going to be there's going to be more change and as you say development um, is there anything in your career to date that's that's brought you that you could sort of pick out and go okay this is where I think I learned the skills that I will use this year to make this happen? There is there is one thing. Uh, well, I mean, there's a there's a there's there's a lifetime, obviously, of learning. Yeah. But I think but I think one thing that is 
that has driven my kind of you know success or whatever that is to date is is two things one is being a, a bit of a yes person right when someone offers me a new opportunity i say yes the other one is potentially not really having a particular passion or focus you know i'm not a filmmaker i'm not someone who wants to be an author like my daughter and you know when you play chess the um sorry scrabble the the rules of winning scrabble is to play the board not your letters right and that really means to look at what's happening in the environment around you not what you think you have in your stable and so you know i started my career in organizational psychology then i moved to london and someone offered me a job at Dyson. I'm like, sure, why not? I'll try marketing. So then I was at Dyson for a long time. Um, and they said, how about you go to Canada? Sure, I'll go to Canada. How about you go to China? Sure, I'll go to China. Why not? And you learn something new at every stage. And then so through that, I think I, I jumped ahead of my career because I was willing to take on these new experiences. But then there was a bit of an opposite experience. I left Dyson after 11 years or so and decided to try something new. And I took the job at Mediacom. And that was a, a, a big learning moment for me because, of course, in my first month at Mediacom, I was comparing myself to year 11 at Dyson. And I was like, oh, it turns out that I'm not very good at my job. It turns out that I'm not successful. Um, I've finally been found out. right? <laughs> and it took me a kind of a, a, a sort of a year to feel comfortable um, at what I was doing at Mediacom. And that taught me that you can pretty much learn anything and that everyone's going to feel uncomfortable in those first few months. And it's it's worth it to get through that because I learned two things. I learned a lot about media and I also learned that I can learn something new, right? And I will say it still affected me when I came to the US and Toby said, do you want to do you want the Dell job? And I said, well, I don't know US, I don't know B2B and I don't know tech. And then I reminded myself of that experience of starting at Mediacom and thought I can learn it. And there we are, I learned it. Now I do B2B tech. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I think I think that's just very inspirational, Kristen. And um as the because I'm like the new girl here after 32 years of uh, being um, at what was Mediacom and I'm absolutely finding that as well that I'm learning so much I'm picking up so much and I'm it's, it's a joyful joyful experience but yes there is also that moment when you go okay I thought I knew how to do that but actually now I have to adapt but that's growth right that's a coming and growth mentality yeah <laughs> And I, and I think of it as the kind of it's agility, right? And it, and I think yeah. the two, the two things it's learning agility and change agility. So staying curious, keeping learning, being agile in what you think you know, and the other one is being comfortable with change, right? Um, and I think you know, obviously, I'm I'm from New Zealand, and I think New Zealanders travel. So for me, it was no big deal to jump from New Zealand psychology to English Dyson. But, you know, beyond that, I had, you know, friends at the time who said, well, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't do that, you know, but I had kids, we did it, we coped, you move on. Also, Asia is a great place to be with young children, I got to say. <laughs> There's a lot of help. I, I just want to touch on that because, I mean, you mentioned starting off in New Zealand and coming to London and being at Dyson for a very long time and also being at Mediacom as well. We speak heavily here about belonging, what it means to belong. Um, you've gone from workplace to workplace and have had uh, I guess long-standing stints at Dyson now of course you're up, you're 
coming up to 10 years at Mediacom and now SS Mediacom, so that's new change. What exactly does belonging mean to you and how important is it to belong within the workplace? I think belonging is probably very important to everyone. It's just how you define that belonging, right? So obviously when I moved to Canada or Singapore or China, I didn't belong to those cultures or even England mm -hmm. the same way I did in New Zealand. But with a, each of those places or at my work, you find your tribe, right? And and what whatever that means. And you could have a few, you know, so at work, my team is really important to me. I spend a lot of time fostering a strong team environment and I, I would hope my team say that I, I care very deeply about their success at work. Um, I also belong to a number of kind of you know uh, mentoring groups around women so that's really important to me. So I think as long as you find someone who is supporting you and that you can support in return I think that's important. I, I love the energy of an entrepreneurial environment and that's what I'm really loving about the B2B part at the moment and creating that culture. You know, part of the conversations we had last week at our kickoff summit was how do we create an Essence Mediacom B2B culture that supports the overall Essence Mediacom culture, but recognizes the distinctive things that we are like we are scrappy, we're entrepreneurial, we're building this business. So what are the kind of alignments between breakthrough culture of Essence Mediacom and being agile and entrepreneurial when you're building something as part of B2B. So yeah, I think belonging is very important. I think as long as you can evolve what belonging means, you know, to a stage in your life, then you could find it. I, th I think that's very interesting. And, and I like the idea about finding tribes as well, rather than just a tribe, because, um, you, you you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, there is, a, there is a danger if you have one drive that you're stuck in, that you're not actually open to outside influences and, and that idea that you've got lots of tribes and you might mix them up, I think, is, is super important. Um, well, you you said, you know, you've just launched a huge global practice, um, very much an innovation for um, uh, Essence Media Prom worldwide. What do you hope by this time next year? What, where do you want it to be? What do you hope to have achieved? And then also in your personal life, where do you want to be? What do you hope to have achieved? So with Essence Medicom B2B, I think the, the the focus for this first year is is creating that team. You know, I, we kind of describe the sort of the B2B clients as the sort of scattered yellow skittles in a bowl full of you know essence medicom red right so it's important that we pull them all together and they understand that they are in aggregate a really important group of clients they are the fastest growing marketing spend b2b right so we want to create a cohesive team that is able to learn from each other support each other and bring that benefit to our clients so what i want to achieve for our clients is improved expertise, improved, you know, capabilities, improved scope. What I want to bring to the team is a sense of cohesion and importance that sometimes people don't get in a, in a B2B space. Um, and then in terms of just the commercials of it, we want to make it real, right? We need, we've got some distinct products that we're trying to develop for the B2B practice. We want to win new clients and we want to, you know, expand our, our value to the organization and to our clients. Um, at a personal level, I I would like to step a bit more, I think, into a into that global role. Like I've been a global account director um, under Fidel and I was a global client president. But if I compare that to my role at um, 
at Dyson where I was much more global in the sense I was traveling to different markets. I was deep in the business in China and Japan and England, et cetera. That's what I want to get back to a little bit more here. Deepen my understanding of what B2B means in Denmark and Germany and UK over the next kind of six to eight months before we turn our attention to Singapore, I mean, sorry, Asia and Latam. Moving on to some of our favorite questions now. What is your favorite line from a poem, song, or a book? <laughs> you should let me prepare for that one. Um, I I love the Stevie Smith poem, um, Drowning, Not Waving. Um, and now it, um, I can't remember the exact um, quote at the end of the book, but yeah, but I, I, I like that one a lot. Um, I very much like Alice Walker's um, The Secret of Joy. And the final line in the book is that resistance is the secret of joy. Wow. I don't think we've ever had anyone give us three. <laughs> we only asked for one. So that's fantastic. Which one would you choose if you had to? Um, Alice Walker, The Secret yeah. of Joy. That makes you think. Mm. Um, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Um, don't say your phone, don't say your laptop, because <laughs> we know be that, but like, but you know, th things that would draw you that you're, but that we need to be able to get, get hold of them. Okay. Um, uh, a, a condo in Aspen would, would oh. be excellent. <laughs> excellent. Yeah, that's done. Did, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, more, more correctly towards Highlands, but yeah, in, in the Aspen area, anywhere in the Rockies, actually, I would take it. Um, Let's see. Uh, the mm, you know this is one of the issues of moving so often. I I don't really have stuff, um, and I and I don't, I don't tend to keep stuff like that. Uh, let's food, see. Food, drink, favorite kind of um, cuisine. Oh oh oh, like that. Um, gin. There's a gin in New Zealand yeah. called Elsewhere Gin. Um, yeah. Everyone should look it up. It's the most beautiful label, and it's the most incredible gin elsewhere gin in New Zealand. So um, that one, that one for sure. Um, omakase um, evening or uh, menu, um, ideally from um, Japan itself, right? That would be great. Um, I would let's see a first edition of the Robin Morgan book, Sisterhood is Powerful. Would be great. Okay. How many more? Uh, just one, one, just one, one more. more. And this, <laughs> this is a very good list for someone who hasn't thought about this, by the way. Yes, it's, a, it's, an, it's an extremely interesting list. We're really getting a picture of you. Okay. Um, I've I've always wanted some clothing from Bottega Veneta. And then every time yeah. I think I'm going to do it, I go down there and I think, who would spend this kind of money on a piece of clothing? So, uh, and, and you're right, as it's asked, we can get some for you. That's, that's a really cute idea. I like that. I mean, you know, you're proper, proper quality product. <laughs> every time I get a bonus, I go down there and I think I'm going to do it. And then I think, no, who does that? <laughs> I'm going to go traveling and say, I'm going to save for that condo in Snowmass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, what is your single favorite skill? Um, you know, I often say somewhat self-deprecatingly that I'm an editor, not a writer. And 
what what I mean by that is I'm I'm not the blank bit of paper person. You know, I, I'm not I'm not the visionary, but I am really good at taking either a mess or a content or a problem and finding a solution. You know, I am I'm good at Scrabble. I play the board, not what's in my stable, right? <laughs> And so that's that is, I think, my most important skill that I can look two or three steps ahead and I can work the way through the maze and find the solution at the end. Uh, what would you practice more if you had all the time and space? Anything that requires patience and concentration. Right. I am. Um, I am I am I am not a I mean what I would do more if I had more time is I would read more because I enjoy reading but what I need to be better at is to be comfortable sitting looking at that blank bit of paper um or concentrating on something for a, a longer period of time right um this next question is quite interesting because you've told me a number of answers already but I'm, I'm going to choose one uh, okay I'm going to go with this Right, Kristen, where in the world, real or fiction, would you like to live and why? Um, I, I, I would like to, <laughs> real or fiction. Fiction, you threw me on that one. Uh, <laughs> do you know, I, I would like to live, I love the mountains and I love skiing. I'm not really a beach person. I'm not a sun person. You know, this is the, the problem with New Zealand, right? We're all dying of skin cancer over there. Um, so I would like to live in in Colorado um, yeah. if, I, if I chose somewhere real. But yeah. or I would like to live somewhere where there's a mountain and a lake as well. Um, <laughs> I I haven't actually found that yet in, in Colorado, that you have the good skiing and the, and the lake, but I'm, I'm sure it's there somewhere. So that's where I would like to live, somewhere where I could swim in summer and ski in winter. Any 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 chance of Japan? Because you felt as if you were drawn yeah, um, to Japan so, earlier. Yeah, so I, I've, I've skied in Niseko a, a few times. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And I, and I love I love Japan, actually. So, yep, that could be a good one as well. But if that's what you put down, Sasha, that doesn't mean you got it right, because that's. I did have I did have Aspen. Let's let's. Oh, you did have Aspen. Aspen <laughs> but my second thought was Japan. So to have yeah. both is just a uh, it's a win win yeah, for me on this occasion. <laughs> and and I certainly love the food in Japan more than I love the food in the Midwest. Let's ah. put it that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, um, yeah. and we didn't warn you about this, the question you cannot prepare for. Uh -huh. um, so I am holding up three cards from the School of Life. We uh, ask our guests, I'm shuffling them, so I don't even know what order they're in. Um, and we ask our guests to pick one, and I'm going to call them A, B, or C. Which would you like? C. C, C, yeah. Okay. And this says, if my childhood self could see what work I am doing now, she might think. Do you know what's so funny? I was just thinking about this this morning. Oh, that's right. I, I grew up on a farm, um, and wow. I mean like a New, I mean a New Zealand farm, like in the middle of of nowhere, right? I, I had to go to boarding school because there were no clo there were no schools close to me, and I was the first person in my family to go to university, and I remember having to learn German or French or something in high school, thinking, why would I learn a language for a country that I'm never going to go to, right? And then when I went to university, um, I only knew 
teachers, nurses, and farmers. I, I didn't I didn't have an idea of any other career. And so and so I chose um educational psychology, I think was my first degree, because I changed a few times. Um purely because I didn't I couldn't think of anything else because all I knew were teachers. So I think if my um you know, I think if my childhood self could see me now, they'd be completely baffled at how I went from thinking I would never even make it to Germany to to living in New York and working in, you know, marketing and advertising and having gone through a career of psychology and things like that. So I think, you know, she'd be very shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thrilled, I'm sure. And thrilled, and thrilled, yeah. 100%. yeah. Lovely. Amazing. Christian. Thank you so much for coming on Connected. We wish you all the best. And if me and Sue ever make it to Aspen, we know who to call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye.